Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be discussing boundaries. In this episode, we will be discussing, first of all, what are boundaries, specifically in relationships. We're going to talk about why victims struggle with boundaries, uh, why boundaries are important, and why they are vital for our mental, emotional, and relational health. We're going to discuss why narcissists cannot respect boundaries, and finally, how to set boundaries, healthy boundaries with toxic people, narcissists, and as well, how to set boundaries with oneself. So to begin, first of all, what is a boundary? Specifically, what is a boundary when it comes to relationships? So a boundary is a line in the sand that communicates to others where we begin and where we end. And boundaries are more spiritual in nature. They're more metaphorical. They're not necessarily physical. So boundaries are set by committing to a certain way of life, a certain standard of living, and then communicating that way of living to others through our actions, words, and our intentions. So when we set a boundary, what we're doing is we're setting our intention that this is what we're going to accept into our lives, this is what we're going to allow, and anything outside of this scope of things uh, is just not going to be acceptable in our lives. So in relationships specifically, this means that we work to identify our individual needs as well as our partner's needs and make a mutual commitment to meeting them. So for this to happen, it's vital to identify and meet personal and individual needs by ourselves, so identifying what is our responsibility and communicating to others in the relationship, uh, the ones that we need them to assist us in meeting. So more of the mutual relationship needs. Now this includes discerning between that which is a childhood need, which can only be met by the individual. So setting a boundary between what is uh, personal needs, what's individual needs, and that which is a relationship need. And then identifying the best way of going about meeting them, the most appropriate avenue to meet all of these needs. So in relationships, this means that we we understand that there are two people who each have a sense of self, and that sense of self has needs, respecting each other's individuality uh, while working to meet the needs of the relationship. So it includes not making demands that are inappropriate for the other and for the relationship, and, you know, having appropriate expectations and communicating and negotiating about those expectations in a respectful, compassionate manner. So now let's discuss why victims of abuse, why trauma victims struggle with boundaries. So firstly, most usually they were never mirrored healthy boundaries and how to set boundaries by primary caregivers. And as a result, this was never taught and this life skill was never developed. And Usually parents who themselves were violating boundaries, maybe they're smothering, narcissistic, controlling. If they lacked a sense of self, they lacked self-awareness, they may have smothered you as a child. So as a result, uh, you may not have even known that there's such a thing as boundaries. So you may have no awareness of this concept at all. The next reason why abuse victims may struggle with setting boundaries is that if they've tried to speak up in the past or express themselves, their feelings, their needs, and they were shut down, they may not even believe they have a right to set a boundary or the ability. Uh, They may not feel like they deserve respect or the space that they would get if they set a boundary. And as a result, they just don't speak up and they don't express their needs and their boundaries. Next, if there is a fear of loss to the bond. So perhaps a victim of abuse is in a relationship with somebody who, who 
if you do speak up, they will lash out, they'll push back. Let's say that they're in a relationship with a narcissistic abuser. So in this instance, they may fear that abandonment and that aloneness and then maybe the silent treatment of, of, of if they were to push back and set a boundary and therefore they don't want to threaten that relationship and that safety that they would get as a result. Therefore, they don't set a boundary. Along these similar lines, if victims of abuse become codependent and they have no independent sense of self, they may only relate to others individuals by enmeshing. So violating their, their own boundaries and having other people violate their boundaries may be just their relationship pattern. That's all they know. So they may not even have any uh, interest. It may not even show up to set a boundary because that concept, again, doesn't exist. The next reason is they lack self-awareness. So without self-awareness, you can't know who you are. And as a result, you can't learn about that self, you know, where it ends, where it begins, what needs uh, are required for this sense of self. So ultimately you won't be able to communicate any of that information because you're not aware of it. So without self-awareness, you don't know what that self needs, how to protect it. Uh, you know, ultimately what boundaries would need to be set. And ultimately we don't do it as a result. Next is we don't put ourselves first. You know, we don't put our needs first. We don't believe we, we have a right to do that. So we don't prioritize them. So in, in other words, we're self-avoidant. So therefore we struggle to speak up, communicate those needs. And as a result, we just simply get violated. We violate our own boundaries. And ultimately we pay the price, not realizing that we have a right to those boundaries. Uh, yet we simply just don't go about practicing that life skill of speaking up, putting ourselves first, and then ultimately setting boundaries. Next, we don't know that we have a right to our boundaries. So if everyone around us grow up, you know, growing up uh, violated our boundaries, uh, and also maybe they didn't realize they had a right to, to their boundaries or they, that we should have had a right to our boundaries, it becomes normalized. We never question it. It becomes a way of life, and ultimately it doesn't show up as a problem. Uh, the next reason is we don't believe anyone will care or respect our boundaries if we did set them. Uh, this is sort of a learned helplessness oftentimes seen in codependence, that fawn response. This individual, like in childhood, they may have tried to speak up and even fight to be heard, but after enough time, their voice was rendered ineffective and nobody listened. They just simply just stopped expressing their needs and, and stopped trying to, to fight to get that respect. And finally, they fear confrontation or being vulnerable. So, you know, if, if they set boundaries and they were mocked, humiliated, disrespected, they were shamed, maybe bullied to take it down, uh, to take down their boundaries, then ultimately all these experiences, uh, the victim it doesn't want to trigger again. They don't want to experience this again. So by confrontation, by expressing their boundary, they potentially open themselves up to feeling these feelings of rejection, getting humiliated, disrespected. So as a result, they just simply want to avoid that altogether. And so they don't set boundaries. Or if they do, they simply just take them down when there's a conflict. So now I want to talk about why boundaries are important. Boundaries, the way I see it, are the foundation of a healthy relationship. Yes, there's two people and they're coming together for a connection, for an intimate relationship, for a close connection. But without boundaries, without respect, relationship fundamentally falls apart. So without boundaries, the way I see it is, is there's just no relationship. You know, we can't grow, we can't expand, we can't explore ourselves. ultimately if we can't protect ourselves. So boundaries allow us to protect our individual space and therefore command respect. You know, we need safety in order to have intimacy, in order to connect and feel loved, in order to grow as people. If we lack boundaries, it breaks down that core safety needed to cultivate intimacy. So extremely important to have boundaries. You know, boundaries with are really about respect of the individual. Without respect of the individual, then the respect for the relationship ultimately breaks down. Furthermore, boundaries help us feel contained. You know, when we have boundaries, they help us know our limits. Uh, they can help us know when we've reached these limits. This way we don't overgive, which potentially can cause us to lose ourselves in relationship or constantly giving, 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 and ever checking in with, are we getting? You know, what are our limits to how much we're willing to give? Uh, this also protects us from resentments, which would show up from giving too much and not getting enough in return. 
next. Boundaries are a form of self-care and self-love. And when we set boundaries, we feel more confident and respecting ourselves more. Uh, we love ourselves more. You know, when we don't, and we don't set those healthy boundaries, our self-esteem gets lowered. You know, so we feel like we cannot protect ourselves. And as a result, we lose respect and love for ourselves. So why do narcissists not respect boundaries? Why cannot we convince or communicate to a narcissistic abuser uh, that we want our boundaries to be respected and ultimately not violated. So if you ever try to set a boundary with a narcissist, with a narcissistic perpetrator, they will most usually see this as a personal attack. They'll try to guilt you, shame you, or bully you to take down that boundary. So in, in some cases of narcissistic abusers, the insidious, covert, and passive aggressive abuser, they may agree initially to that boundary, but in reality, they do not agree to it. They'll slowly and subtly push the boundaries, test them, and, and gaslight the victim to, uh, to take down those boundaries. So because narcissistic abuses are essentially extremely codependent, it's actually an extreme form of codependency and reliance on their drug of choice, which, which is their control and power to their victims, uh, there's usually a deep fear and wound regarding abandonment as well as deep shame. So when you set a boundary with the perpetrator, it really rips open that wound and thus, you know, they see that that uh, as, as something to be retaliated against, to be punished as if you were the one who caused that wound to begin with. Uh, they see the relationship in essence as a defense mechanism, as a protection, uh, as an addiction, a soothing agent to protect themselves from the helplessness that would, they would experience if they were to be alone or quote unquote abandoned uh, and ultimately they would have to face themselves. So what you're doing is you're now forcing them to face themselves and that shame, that inner chaos that they're running from, uh, relentlessly running from, essentially avoiding their own life, you're forcing them to face themselves. This is something that they absolutely positively do not want to do and they will defend against with everything they have. And next, you know, boundaries are interpreted as a direct assault on their authority, on their ego. So because they are ego identified, they're heavily defended, uh, this boundary that you said is considered an assault you know, it's a insubordination to their dominance, to their ego. And what that does is that causes them to want to retaliate and punish you or bully you into submission in an, in an attempt to take down that boundary. And finally, boundaries mean that you are gaining distance from the relationship, which will then allow you to get perspective and see the abuse for what it is. And, and for the narcissistic abuser, this cannot happen. They cannot have you seeing the relationship for what it is because ultimately you'll be aware and you will not be unconscious and uh, you will be able to see that you are in fact being abused and therefore you'll walk away completely. So uh, you want to think, keep enemies closer, right? Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer along this line of thinking. They want to force their victims to take down their boundaries, which would assure that the abuse can continue, the trauma bond will continue, and that the victim will not see the exploitation and the abuse for what it is. So now let's discuss setting boundaries, how to set boundaries. What are some tips on how to set boundaries with toxic people, with narcissists, and, and finally, how to set boundaries with oneself. So firstly, it's so important to develop a sense of self and to develop a healthy relationship with your own sense of self and aim to meet those needs and to love that sense of self. You know, when you know who you are and you know how to meet your needs, you become more independent and you're less vulnerable to people who will tell you who you are and ultimately exploit and use your unmet needs against you. Uh, it's so important to have self-awareness, self-love, put yourself first. You know, when you have these life skills and you learn about what you need and you make yourself a priority, when you do this, you're much more uh, efficient at identifying a perpetrator who is violating your personal space. So if you know what your personal space is, then you'll know how to protect that personal space and then ultimately have better insight if somebody's violating that personal space. Next practice, you know, like any life skill, you know, work at it and eventually you'll get much better at it. At first, it might be scary, it might be terrifying, and, and you may in fact rock the boat and upset people and disappoint people. Um, however, it's so important to work at this life skill and, and try it again and again until you get it right. You may keep screwing up, but it's important to have compassion on yourself. No one gets this life skill right right away. It's always practice. So you do, do it again as, as often as you could and practice and eventually it'll become a natural thing to put yourself first and set that boundary. 
Uh, it's so important to let go of fear, shame, guilt for setting a boundary. You know, heal the relationship you have with boundaries and the meaning behind it. Uh, let go of that self-talk, you know, being selfish for putting yourself first. You know, we have a personal responsibility. We have a birthright. We have a right to our boundaries, to our sense of self, to our individual space. And therefore, we have a responsibility to protect that space. So it is not selfish, the farthest thing from it. This is uh, the way I see it, a responsibility. This is self-care. This is uh, taking ownership of who you are as a person. Uh, next, it's important to identify if people around you need to learn about the new, more self-aware, healthy, loving you. So as you grow and as you become more self-aware, the people around you are going to have to adjust because obviously you're becoming a new person. Uh, so they may need time to adjust. And if somebody violates your boundary, they may not even have realized that they've done so. So, you know, you can't expect people to just get it and know the new you. Uh, you need time. They need time. And you need time to learn how to be this new person and ultimately to adjust to the new you. And, and very possibly, they will not be willing to respect the new you. Perhaps they only really appreciated you when you were able to be manipulated and bully to take down your boundaries, in which case you may need to set an extremely strong boundary or perhaps even go no contact. This is the case for many people who have families who are toxic. If you're trying to grow, if you're trying to individuate and become your own person, and there's that lack of respect. Then oftentimes you simply need to walk away because your boundaries are not being respected. And the way I see it is it's a top priority to put yourself first and respect yourself and set boundaries, set important, healthy, strong boundaries with anybody who is to violate that sense of self. Next, important to heal your abandonment fears, fears of being alone. If you do this and you overcome these fears, if you're more comfortable being by yourself and being alone, being independent, it'll be less threatening saying no to, to what's not good for you. So you'll be less inclined to hold on to bonds, thinking that they will protect you from your uh, sense of aloneness or abandonment or fears of abandonment. Uh, once you're more comfortable being by yourself and once you are independent and know how to be by yourself and take care of yourself, you'll be less likely to submit to somebody who is bullying you to take down your boundaries. It's important to get comfortable with confrontation and being a disappointment. These are terrifying things if you're a codependent. Uh, the truth of the matter is who cares what others uh, don't like about you, you know, you're taking up space, you're putting yourself first, be okay with that and you know, let go of the, of the need for other people to like you and, and to please everybody. Uh, this is about safety. And if you feel threatened, it's perfectly okay to say no and make yourself an absolute priority regardless of the person who is trying to get you to take down that boundaries. So the way I see it is, yes, boundaries are for other people. They're there to make sure that other people uh, do not violate them and cross our boundaries and, and, and ultimately uh, make us feel unsafe. But ultimately, they are also for ourselves. And I believe that they are for ourselves, maybe perhaps even more. Uh, we set boundaries to identify how far we're willing to go, how much we're willing to give. Uh, they're to protect ourselves. They're to assure that we get our needs met. So boundaries essentially are a message to others where we begin and end. So others who are meant to be in our lives, who we want to be in our lives, know what we need so that we can get our needs met and to love us more. So yes, they're for other people, but ultimately they are for ourselves so we can feel safe, so we can feel secure, and so we can grow into our full potential. And finally, just a side note, lesser known boundaries are the ones that we, are important to set with ourselves. So our own inner child, our own inner critic, you know, how much are you willing to give or how much do they need? You know, how much patience, how much love, uh, you know, too much can also be a bad thing. We let our inner child, our inner critic just go crazy and just take us over. Uh, you know, ultimately we got to set boundaries with those things. And those are lesser known because we oftentimes think that, oh, I'm alone and I've set boundaries and I've made, protected myself. But sometimes we need to be protected from our own self, from our own uh, bad habits, our own toxic traits, our own maybe codependent tendencies or narcissistic tendencies. So how much are we willing to invest? How much are we willing to give to a relationship? Perhaps too much, perhaps not enough. Once we set boundaries within, it'll be much easier to set boundaries outside of ourselves. So it does begin, the work does begin inside identifying who you are, that self-awareness, how to protect the sense of self, how to set boundaries within yourself. Once these skills have been developed, it becomes a lot easier 
to attract people who are good for you and to help you maintain those boundaries, respect those boundaries, which will allow you to maintain and sustain healthy relationships throughout. If this does resonate with you, if you are struggling to set boundaries, if you've been wounded, if you've never been uh, taught how to set boundaries, if you've never been given permission or given this life skill, given the space to develop this life skill, please allow me to assist you in healing so that you can learn how to do so, which will help every element of your relationships. Please reach out for a free consultation. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-60409. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.